Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to That Healing Feeling. I'm Torsi and I created this podcast talking all things well-being, what makes us feel the absolute best in ourselves, and how we overcome challenges and heal with positivity and strength. I really loved speaking to Katie this week on the podcast. Katie is one of my closest friends and she's been an amazing support to me during my journey with chronic pain, as she has also had a lengthy journey with sports injury. A talented netball and rugby player, Katie has a passion for sport, and this made her experience with injury challenging from both a physical and mental perspective. We speak all about our experiences with surgery and the difficulty associated with a loss of identity during time out from sport. We also share our advice for dealing with injury, noticing the importance of a positive recovery outlook, being open with loved ones, exploring new passions and believing in ourselves. I am super grateful to have Katie in my life and to speak to her about this topic. I hope you love this episode as much as I do. So this week I have my old flatmate and lovely friend, Katie, on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's so exciting. I wanted you to come for ages. Because um, me and Katie have a lot of similarities in our sporting journeys. Um, we've both struggled quite a lot of injury, which sounds quite negative now, but we've come through the other side stronger. So that is why this is going to be a very positive episode. <laughs> um, so first, yeah, I just want to kind of go back to... We've, met, we've known each other now for three, four years? Yeah. Which is actually quite weird to think yeah, about. Just, yeah, it's flown by. Katie was opposite me in halls in uni, which is actually so cute. Because <laughs> as well, Tash is in, my little sister's in Pollock now in, in Edinburgh. Um, and she has to spend all her time in her corridor. And I was thinking about like, oh, would I have minded that? And actually like, luckily our corridor was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, our corridor was nice. Yeah, was yeah, it was good. Yeah, really good. Um, so firstly, I'd love to speak about, because we're going to speak about a lot about in this episode, kind of like, how sport can become a bit of a challenging identity to have and if we kind of lose that can be quite difficult we're also going to speak about kind of how we've come through injury um but first I just want to speak with you about how sport had a place in your life growing up and kind of if you had a quite an active childhood if that kind of impacted you now where you yeah. are um so yeah from a young age I always like rode horses a lot um we live quite rurally 
Um, so that was like a big part of my life. And then at school, netball was the main thing. I, just remember, I don't think it, I really knew that. Did you not? Like <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, netball was like my life. I remember looking at my timetable in the morning and being like, so I've got netball tonight and then like tomorrow would be netball um training with like the club and then I'd have like a netball match on Wednesday and then Thursday would be like more netball training. Can I guess what you were? Were you GA? Oh, what's well, fair, I alternated a lot, but by like high levels I was G- GD. Are you a GD? <laughs> Guess what I was in netball? I feel like it's so obvious. Wing attack. Yeah. <laughs> classic wing attack. The, short, the shortness gives me away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, dear. Yeah, but like, I just live for netball when I was younger. It's a great sport. Um, yeah. No, it's really, so, it's really so, good. So fun. I think just, yeah, like, ball skills fast. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, it was just like a very sociable thing to do as well. Um, classic girls' school. <laughs> Definitely. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I did actually keep going when I went to Durham as well. Yeah. Um, But then found rugby. Yeah, so this is the kind of sport I associate more with you because I just didn't know. (laughs) You didn't know about this passion for netball, (laughs) which I love. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so what kind of drew you towards doing rugby then when you got to Durham? It was actually one of my really good friends from Durham. Um, Her sister had played rugby and then she she kept going off to these rugby trainings and she'd come back raving about it. And um, yeah, she was like, you should come. And I'd always thought I was like oh my god no like I have boobs I don't want to be like tackling people and you know <laughs> um it's gonna be really like painful or whatever and then um yeah I just thought I'd go along and I just loved it I remember the Aww. first session it was dark and cold and we were just like in the mud and I was just talking to this girl and being like this is the best thing ever <laughs> <laughs> I love that such a good way to get your anger out yeah, well. Kind of. <laughs> everything I love, like ball skills and yeah. it's fast paced. Yeah, and... it's very it's very like dynamic as well, isn't it? And compared to netball where I'd always get in trouble for, you know, contact and <laughs> yeah. daring to touch someone else. Whereas like yeah. rugby Yeah, no, I played so in Durham they have colleges. So I started out playing college rugby. Okay. Um, and then played for the seconds a bit um towards the end of my first year. But I was I mean, there Yeah, Durham's so. very sporty uni as well. I feel like that's really yeah. quite good. Especially, especially the top bit uni for team sports at the time that I really saying. yeah with it's very good lacrosse like, I know yeah, yeah 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 um but though you loved rugby didn't you and then obviously you decided to come to Edinburgh instead because you changed your degree yeah. um so in my year <laughs> out I played for yes. the Welsh rugby team yes. home, um which is really fun yeah. because like that was a weird time to have a gap year because obviously all my friends had had a gap year the year before so it was something that actually I managed to make some friends and that my is, boyfriend yeah. at the time played rugby for like the boys yeah yeah it was very suitable yeah to make friends and that's like another thing about sport i mean i was drawn later is that kind of community aspect and you can Mm. forge like such strong friendships in like your sport team you're just quite aligned in like your your passion obviously right Mm. so quite similar like it's a really nice way to kind of build friendships yeah definitely um and then obviously came to edinburgh to study medicine Uh, um (laughs) which i'm very happy about because if you'd stay at durham i wouldn't know you so i know so weird um but (laughs) <laughs> started doing the rugby and then quite quickly <laughs> well it's horrible actually I remember being it's, yeah it's not a funny story I don't really know why I'm laughing <laughs> but um no so I remember like the summer coming up to Edinburgh and all I was I was just so focused on rugby I remember mm. emailing the coach being like what's the situation with pre-season and um, mm. like how can I get involved yeah such a keen beam such a keen beam yeah <laughs> disgustingly keen <Yeah. laughs> um, and then it makes the demise even more so oh, it's tragic. Awful. No. 
But um, yeah, and then had the we had all the trials and like that all went fine. And then um, yeah, I I got through. I remember training. Um, they put us into like the first kind of group, and um, yeah, we were just doing a drill on. The, it was this must have been like a two weeks into yeah, uni. so early on, and I yeah just broke my foot essentially. Really nastily as well. Yeah, so it wasn't Poor actually thing. wasn't actually. I tore a ligament, but they didn't know it at the time, Yikes. so it was. Yeah, tricky one. Yeah, it was. I remember it, and it was awful. Your <laughs> thing, your foot was so swollen. It was so. Oh yeah, it's actually that. awful, isn't it? Tragic. So they yeah, they just X-rayed it, and there was nothing wrong. And it's one of those things where you know something's wrong. Oh yeah, I but mean, it's just not a bone. I find with ankles, and I, I mean, my injury wasn't was nowhere near as bad as Katie's. But I, I actually hurt my foot about a year ago now. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean that's that's not been the the main source of my issues. Um, <laughs> that was just one on top. <laughs> um, but honestly, having had that, I like can to a degree emphasise with the absolute pain that a foot injury is. Mm. It's just you put all your weight into it. Yeah. It's not a massive structure. Like it's just yeah. Um, but I feel like with ankles, I I've had this with running. If you go over your ankle or you do something to your ankle, it's either better in about two minutes mm. or you know you've done something wrong <laughs> yeah. and you're just like please no <laughs> yeah, it's like going over your ankle like can literally be like fine yeah or really not um yeah. but I remember that so clearly and yeah so it did it it took quite a long time to find what actually was wrong am yeah. I right in saying that so they told me in any oh you know walk it off you don't need crutches just walk it off and you know, <laughs> great I advice I remember just hopping and it was awful oh my god and horrible then, yeah, and they said, oh, you know, sprains take six weeks. And then <sighs> I went to the physio after six weeks and it was still really, really swollen. Yeah. I had an egg on top of my foot. And then the yeah. physio was like, no, this is a Lisfranc ligament tear. And then um, from there, I got sort of seeing foot specialists and then yeah. referred for surgery. So It's a long process. Yeah. Yeah, this is what we're going to speak about is, I, I guess, obviously, like, they, they will go for the things that are more common first. I think that is the problem. I really agree that like that period of kind of not really knowing what to do and like mm. the course of action, when you actually find out what it is, even if it's kind of really like not very nice what you hear, it's the weirdest sense of relief. You're like, thank yeah. God I know what it is and like what I'm working with. That um, We learned about this in medicine about like the kind of patient narrative and it's, mm. yeah, it can be so sort of up and down and it gets, it's just horrible not knowing. You just, you just want to know. Yeah. Yeah, it feels quite chaotic. I feel like that's just like in just the sense in our society anyway, like we hate that sense of the unknown, like yeah. just not being aware. Like it's, yeah, it's just very stressful. Um, but yeah, so you then had to have surgery. Yeah. So yeah. that was about nine months later, I think I had surgery, um, which, yeah, as you know, is oh. it's that kind of, but I think by the time I had the surgery, I could, I could walk with a slight limp and it was, you know, it was still painful and I definitely couldn't run. Um, but you know, I, at least I could walk. And you so can manage the yeah. thought of having surgery and knowing that I'm gonna take all these steps back because where I can't even yeah. walk is quite overwhelming. It is a risk as well, surgery because mm. obviously, like you're getting it to move forward in your kind of progression. Yeah. But like, there is a risk with it. Like you just don't know. And like, foot surgery is quite invasive. Um, yeah. But um, I know exactly what you mean. That kind of feeling of like when I kind of yeah when I got so I've had a few hip surgeries and um yeah you're kind of in a place before where you're like I can like function as a human being yeah. and then you know that you're going to go into that surgery room and you're going to come out of it and struggle to walk for a few weeks 
And it's really quite daunting, especially at our age. Like we are, it's not particularly normal for us to have kind of intensive surgery Mm. at that age. Yeah, no, definitely. So it's quite hard. And I feel like this is something that we've always just like, we've always like spoken about with each other. It's kind of that struggle with it. Because it's it's just like, there's not many people who have had like intensive surgery. Yeah. Um, But what was your surgery experience like? Because I I actually found it fine. I think in my head, I was just like, I don't know, because I, I was quite young as well, and like I really trusted my doctors, even though in hindsight one of the surgeries failed, so that wasn't great. Um, <laughs> but my last, my last two surgeries were by the same guy who I really trusted, yeah. like massively trusted and respected. Um, so I kind of was going in like with the like kind of mindset of like it's gonna hundred percent work. So I was never really scared in that way. But it like, did you find it quite daunting? Because I personally wasn't too phased about general anaesthetic. Yeah, I'd, I'd had a general anaesthetic before to have my tonsils out. Oh, okay. Um, and Ooh. my dad's actually needs to just... Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so yeah. I, was, I definitely wasn't um, particularly concerned about that side of things. Yeah, no, I suppose... I think a bigger fear is just that the surgery won't work, that you're, you're kind of worried... Completely, this yeah. ...this going to make me better. Um, and I think having that... So mine originally, obviously, the diagnosis kind of could have been picked up in A&E initially mm. and wasn't so... So frustrating. Is that, yeah, you kind of lose faith a little bit in the system. It is is very frustrating when someone who, like, you would assume you could just trust exactly what they're saying as fact. Yeah. Is not the case. (laughs) Yeah, it's so tricky. I think that when you're getting told different things, I suppose, from different sides. Mm. Because mine particularly was, like, the physio who I really trusted was actually, yeah, so kind to me um, at Edinburgh. Finding a a good physio who works for you is really, really good. Yeah. And then my, yeah, my surgeon was also really great. And I think... I suppose having a bit of sort of medical knowledge helped. I yeah, think, of course. So yeah. When I was kind of researching what I was going to have done. Yeah. How did you find? I mean, coming obviously coming out of surgery, like it's a long process of recovery. Mm. Um, a lot of kind of getting these exercises, and even like the initial exercises just seem so ridiculous. Like just like getting mobility back. I mean, I had yeah. to sit in my bed and like lift, like squeeze my quads. Yeah. <laughs> like that was one just of my exercises. Yeah. Things. So it is really like a massively like you do take do you take a massive step back in order to kind of move forward. Yeah. Um, how did you find that in terms of obviously physically it's very challenging, but mentally I think um like being at home was really helpful. So mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I had the comfortable space back at home and I had to be sedentary for two weeks. And um so I yeah, luckily I had my own Lovely mother, Aww. waiting on my hand um, which was really helpful. I had a wheelchair and all sorts, and um, mm-hmm. that yeah, things were made easy. But it is it is weird being like just sitting for two weeks and well, yeah, it's just not like, normal. Like yeah, it's not normal. And I remember a really funny thing my mum said actually was that um, so I had two screws put in my in my foot. And she said, as a mother, she found that really weird that her child had been changed. That my mum um, said the same yeah, thing. Yeah, she finds it weird. I suppose we won't understand until we have a child. But yeah, it's quite. Yeah, interesting it thought. is. It is weird. I think my parents actually struggled with mind issues like almost as much as I did, mm. to be honest. Because I think they just knew how. Like I still am very passionate for the sport um, that I was involved in, cross country athletics. Um, and I think it, is, it must be so hard as a parent for your kid, like, just yeah. not be able to do it. And, like, a long-term chronic injury isn't what you'd expect to get when you're a teenager, just yeah. early 20s. Like, it is really hard. No, um, yeah. I think especially when we were at uni, like, struggling with... Like, when I kind of called my mum and was like, yeah, I've, I've done this well, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and, like, first year of uni, like... I think, luckily, me and you are both quite... 
like socially confident people and like quite chatty and like don't really struggle in that side of things but like it is a challenging time in terms of like adaption meeting new people like there's so much other stuff going on and then for this to be kind of something on top of it is just Mm. not great yeah but um it is really it's a it's a it's basically just another stress that you just isn't necessary exactly (laughs) um and I remember we we were just talking about this before but um in terms of just well-being like me and you are both active people um or enjoy being active Mm. and it is just really difficult I think in first year when you're kind of yeah like drinking is quite a culture and like obviously in Pollock like eating not the not the most nutritious (laughs) diet everything is beige everything everything is beige (laughs) especially if you're vegetarian guys it's not good um so yeah in terms of the kind of like body like I definitely felt felt like for me like it was challenging for my body because my body changed quite a lot um which yeah it was it is quite difficult yeah no definitely agree and also what we were saying about um sort of like friendships when you sort of like sports and doing like things Mm. that you enjoy um you you want to meet like-minded people Mm. I think one of the things I found really difficult in kind of everything in school and then being at Durham and then as I said in my gap year kind of friends evolve from things that you like doing so a lot of my friends were also really sporty yeah and then I found that coming to or like not then being able to play sport and because it happened so early on Mm -hmm. in like in playing rugby at Edinburgh I yeah you kind of lose that element of your life where Completely. you have all these friends in sport that I then didn't feel like I had yeah. the opportunity to meet yeah I completely agree mm-hmm. like I kind of would have expected ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkled down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. My friends to be from these kind of clubs. Yeah. Um, 
It's that identity thing. Yeah, it? yeah. Um, this is what we were going to say. Like having having something as your identity. Like I certainly struggle with that in terms of, like when I was at school and when I even when I first came to uni, I still wasn't obviously wasn't running because I was injured. Mm. Um, but I saw myself as a runner and I was like, I'm a runner. And like I found it odd that people didn't know me as a runner. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is weird. Because like, even, like, obviously, whilst I was injured, people at home would still be like, oh, she's the one that runs. So even though, like, I couldn't run, there was that little bit of, kind of, hope left. Yeah. So like, people still see me as a runner, even though I can't. But then, obviously, when you come to uni, and people don't know that, people don't see you as that. You're like, that's so weird. Like, that's a part of me that I really thought was, kind of, my, like, yeah. defining feature. Which, in hindsight, isn't very helpful. If you place all your, kind of, value in one thing... One thing then when it doesn't work out or is taken away from you for a bit of time, like mm. that is just really damaging mentally, isn't it? I mean, for me, I found was kind of a massive yeah. thing. It is a tricky one, but then it's kind of at the time you wouldn't have it any other way because yeah, you, you do love something and you want to kind of throw of course, yourself into yeah. it. Of course you do. It's just, it's hard. It's a hard one to kind of balance. In terms of coming out of that kind of mindset, I think just taking that pressure off yourself and you can still, I think that's the thing, that's it, isn't it? It's like, having your that as a part of your identity is fine but if you kind of put so much pressure on that identity mm. i think that's what the problem was with me yeah. um i suppose it's sort of silver lining yeah it, it has it's opened other doors mm. um so yeah for me it's been the yoga society so i'm teaching with them now I'm doing quite a lot like with sports clubs as well which is really nice mm. and katie through acapella <laughs> Shouldn't laugh. It's actually very. It's not. You're really good. <laughs> I went to see one of her shows and I was like blown away. I was like so emotional. I was like, she's amazing. Pitch perfect, guys. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it really is though. <laughs> I was like, I literally feel like I'm in pitch. <laughs> oh my god. I think I yeah. When I started a cappella, I still had my um moon boot post surgery. Yeah. Crutches. I think I we did our first competition and I still had my crutches. Um, no. which is quite funny. But yeah, no, it was. It was a good thing. I think after the first year of just feeling sorry for myself and awaiting surgery, then surgery happened and they were like, it's going to take you a year to recover from this. So it's such a long time. That I was like, I'm going to have to do something else. And yeah, no, but it's <laughs> because it does kind of force you. In the, I don't mm. know if that's the right way to say it, but it does really kind of push you to, if you choose to. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, you're all right, you could just kind of play that like victim like victim card, mm. which is kind of within your right. Like Obviously, like I'm not like... I'm not downgrading either of our experiences because it was really difficult and like you're allowed to have a few days maybe where you feel like you know what actually, actually to save yourself yeah. you have to do other things exactly yeah. exactly um and then it means that luckily for both of us now we're both in a position actually where our sports are seeming to head in the right direction touch word we do not want to <laughs> we can't have any lack of superstition here oh, so um, only because we're yeah. in a global pandemic and oh, we can't enjoy uh, yeah <laughs> literally there's no place we can um but yeah it does it's really it is a great kind of space to like widen your horizons and you just bring more kind of things into your life that you love yeah and then you spread out your identity exactly and um yeah lots of lovely friends in acapella so yeah yeah so nice and in terms of people who are going through like if anyone's listening who's going through an injury or like has been through a long-term injury what would you say were like the things that kind of kept you going because it is a it is hard I mean friends obviously I think relationships we yeah. were lucky in halls I said like I obviously had like you and um, other people in on the yeah. floor quite it's like releasing to speak about these kind of things mm. as well especially with friends and stuff like it's just yeah mm. I think like talking to other people as we said as well yeah almost every athlete has had a time when they've been injured oh, or yeah, not course, been able yeah. to kind of play sport um and yeah 
talking to people and people do want to talk about their injuries I, oh yes like, they do yeah <laughs> i can talk for a very yeah. long time about my injuries. <laughs> and i always find this as well being um like kind of doing um placement as well like mm. if you are patients want to talk about their injuries so it's the same for kind yeah of and stuff i think that will make you such an effective doctor as well as because you've been through that you will you're just me telling patients about my no 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 no, but as in like you'll be be very like happy to hear from them about theirs do you know what I mean like I think that that is like actually quite a a powerful thing to have had yeah in terms of like that will influence the way you kind of treat people with probably similar injuries I hope so yeah I think so Um, definitely yeah friends I'm just keeping a positive mindset and trying to see that light at the end of the tunnel which I think yeah can, it can seem so impossible and so far away yeah um but just trying to see I think yeah I always just told myself I think I'm lucky I've got six years of med school so it doesn't matter if my first and second year are both essentially ruined as, as I saw it yes um, I was like you know third year yeah third year, I will start rugby yeah. um again mm. and netball both were the plan you should so and do then, netball um, get back on the netball bring bring the <laughs> netball back <laughs> But in terms, yeah, in terms of what you're saying, like, just kind of taking each day as it comes as well. Like, just, like, knowing that even if the progressions feel small, like, they are progressions. Yeah. Like, you're moving forward. It is hard, though, like, when you just... It's because it's long-term, like, you don't mm-hmm. see, like, quick progress. Yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously, like, I feel like in society, we kind of just want that, like, quick fix. Like, oh, definitely. Like, yeah, it's, it's we're so kind of used to things being, like, kind of there for us straight away, but it's just not the case with injury um but yeah I just think like you said like having that positive mindset um and keeping a diary of stuff monitoring your pain whenever you know how when you um go on runs you can like type in afterwards like a little yeah run and yeah always document like what hurt where which mm. is a bit OCD-ish but no but I do that as well and yeah. I think it is helpful um and then you can look back and see what you know kind of and see pattern. patterns as yeah. well yeah and it is helpful do you still get any pain at all now um recently I've like done quite a lot of running and I've been getting like tibialis anterior um mm-hmm. tendonitis which which on my right side which is on the side that I had my Liz Frank surgery yeah and um it inserts it in the bone the, mm. that muscle inserts in the bone um that I had fused so um yeah that's likely something to do with that mm. and again like the shin splint stuff but I think yeah a lot yeah. of just classic runners kind of pains we were also saying just before this like having injury in the sense that you become really kind of you do start to become so aware and that's like a really good thing but also quite problematic we were saying there's like two sides to it so the first side is that you're so aware that any kind of pain that comes up you're like what is it yeah <laughs> I guess it's difficult not to worry because you kind of you you instantly start questioning every I little know, thing and looking know. to the you know seeing that course that your injury took exactly that that's going to translate to other people I know and, I know it's hard and same so. with it yeah every when I had when I um it was from running in the hills in um, Cornwall and I that I did my tibialis anterior mm. tendonitis and I was so worried about it and it just wouldn't go. Like, she's yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of come and go, but this just was this persistent, like, really painful pain and I was like, oh, no, so nasty. worried about it. And it was silly because a month later I was fine. Yeah. I got so worried about it. I no, saw I, this physio yeah. for a silly amount of money and it was just yeah, like, I, I completely align with that though like I feel like it's very difficult when you've had an experience with injury that has happened to go down a quite like nasty route of surgery and long-term kind of pain it is difficult when you do get pain somewhere else in the body not to kind of automatically assume that it's gonna go badly which is sounds like a very negative mindset but it's not even that it's more just like 
like going off past experience like yeah, exactly. you know um but then to be fair like the other side of it I think being like aware of your body and like how pain like when pain comes up and how you feel is quite beneficial yeah. and you can kind of identify like certain like injuries maybe earlier and then actually in the long run really help yourself so it kind of works both ways doesn't it yeah definitely and just knowing when something's wrong and when to present to the hospital yeah essentially well yeah this is so over the last year we haven't addressed this actually we both you broke what did you do you just something recently yeah this was a a year ago and like a few days because it was came up on my snap memories yes um, oh gosh 31st of october uh halloween yeah no it was the day before halloween um i broke my ankle last year so that was um and that was again. the other side. That was the other side. Oh my goodness. And fibula, yeah. But, um, no, we didn't even get onto that. Yeah, but that was when you said, oh, I'd go back to netball, and I was planning to. <laughs> yeah. The second I got back to rugby, I broke something else. That was oh. very frustrating. Yeah, that I think that was a point which was really difficult, wasn't it, oh, for you? Definitely. Yeah. I remember going home and just crying. And it is, being on the phone oh. to my mum and poor, my poor mother. <laughs> oh <laughs> Me just no. Well, no, it's poor you as well. Like, it's hor- Like, understandably... Like, that, that is just... It is it's such a privilege like, we're afforded that we can well, I know, cry about I, a broken ankle. I know, I know. But it is still hard. And, like, mm. no, you're right. But it's... Yeah, it's just... So it's just rubbish, isn't it? It's honestly, like, I when you ever you say that and that you remind me that it's just when you go back to rugby, I'm just like, like, how could... It's just really upsetting to me. I know. It just... Yeah. But you're doing super, super well with rugby at the moment touch wood again touch the yeah. wood we, well obviously because of pandemic we've not really had i mean it's just been fitness training and then we've been able to do a bit of skills um and yeah i found out a couple of days ago that um i'm gonna be allowed to train with the first so that's exciting. which is amazing and the first forward. edinburgh is amazing so it's really good yeah loads of them play for scotland so yeah it's so cool very exciting it's definitely the right direction so. definitely and it's just it's supposed to be really fulfilling to like be back at that level after having been through so much, and it makes you appreciate it so much more. Yeah, um, it makes it seem worth it. That really does, and like that sense it. of um, yeah, it just builds that sense of gratitude you have for the sport. Like, yeah, you can, really, it really so enjoyable. Yeah, oh, so nice. Yeah. So I haven't actually gone over this with you yet, but mm. I ask everyone three questions at the end of my Ooh. podcast. So the first one is: What is something that you do every day to make yourself feel your absolute best? Okay. <laughs> um so every day um in the evenings I keep a diary and I've kept one since oh, I, I love was that. seven um which is cute so I now at home have a little like um bookcase full of all my diaries since I was seven so cute um and yeah so I you know get into bed and I'll just write like what I've done that day how I felt about everything sometimes I'll just like write about something that's like, kind of I've remembered from the past you know um, and kind of like my goals for the future but it's more just me just like bleh, like splurging out my feelings yeah um, so such it, a good release though yeah it really is really it, good it makes me it puts things in perspective and I think also with like the pain thing you know you can you can log like how you're feeling about your injury mm. and it's nice and it's also therapeutic just like feedback so therapeutic yeah I love that I I think that's so cute that you have like a bookcase of all your journals yeah it's quite nice not many people actually do that I feel like so many people like in like a new, it's like a New Year's resolution is to be like I have a I'll keep a diary and you keep mm. for like a few weeks and then you're like nah it's fine. <laughs> Sometimes like I'll get back from a night out and write it and I won't remember it so I read oh it in the morning. Oh my god, that's and so. It's just like this like spider's crawled across the page. And it's like 
Such like that's so funny I love that oh my god that would be so funny to wake up to in the morning it's like oh no what, what did I say <laughs> that's so, so cute nice. I love that it's such a cute one I think journaling's so good yeah definitely yeah and also especially just, like, during a pandemic yeah. I think like yes to, yeah I'd like, recommend it to anyone like listening right now actually mm. like in this kind of present space yeah it's really good and I often think like weirdly but maybe for like my kids in the future I'll be able to be like well actually like we all feel like that <laughs> no it's so true no I love that one um so second question is do you have a goal or a way you want to grow over the next year it's quite, it's quite tricky because I think if if we weren't in a pandemic I'd say like a goal is like paid for first yeah um but I don't know I mean bucks isn't happening at the moment at least yeah um, so and for the year the years after the end of December, so I'm like, <laughs> um, I quick. We got to act fast. I got um, so recently, um, you know, um, been starting doing some kind of like projects for uni um, to do the medicine, and I'm really mm. interested in orthopedic surgery, probably largely because of my multiple orthopedic issues. Yeah, um, <laughs> it does build empathy, though. It makes you kind of passionate about that Definitely. area. I, like I think sports medicine. Yeah, and, yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? No, Sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, but um, just yeah a couple of like projects and things that mm. I want to complete um and because I mean it's all just a endless journey and medicine to kind of yeah it's your a, CV, yeah but. oh my goodness so intense yeah. I feel like I complain about like my essays and then I remember the how much work you have to do for medicine <laughs> no I feel like most of the time I don't do much work but um I mean I, I, would, I would beg to differ <laughs> but I mean yeah it seems it seems like quite a lot mm. <laughs> Okay, amazing. So, third and final question is, do you have a quote or a mantra that you align to in life for positivity? <laughs> yeah, so, n- not really, but I think our, like, school motto, which is going to sound really <laughs> dirty. But no, I quite like that. Like, <laughs> so going back to the roots. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it was inter si recto ne labora. And it basically means if, it's, if you're all right inside, then don't worry. Um, yeah and I think they meant that to mean um kind of like as long as your values are true then you'll be fine yeah but I think you can take it in other ways as well to be like if you're if you're all right inside like you know mentally mm. then then you're gonna be fine and also kind of more linked to what we've just said is that if you're kind of physically all right and you have this kind of gift that is your body mm. your body is a temple <laughs> um no but it's know, true I love you're that you're gonna be fine and like yeah it's a bit of a perspective driving quote as well, isn't it? Yeah. It just makes you think about it. It's like, actually, I feel like, I just feel like in our society, we're kind of always just like thinking about like the next thing that's going to make us feel better. But it's like, actually, no, like if you feel good now, like that's mm. enough. Like that's yeah. all you need. And I think in like with ex- respect to kind of exploring like other things, you mm. know, you have so many things. It's not like you need this one thing that is for like me rugby and for you running. Yeah. And it's like, you actually, you have this whole body that can, is so yeah. incredibly powerful and can do a million other things. I know. And, you know, you're fine. Just you widen, know, widen your horizon. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Achieve your potential. Yeah. Um, I love that one. Cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So good. Thank you so much for coming on, Katie. Oh, no, thanks for having me. This has been fun. Yeah, it is, it is, it is really fun. I love talking it's to like you about this. It's a therapy session. session. <laughs> I know. It's so therapeutic. Um, but yeah, thank you so, so much for coming on. Not at all. I loved speaking to Katie so much. She is someone who has been there for me in challenging times and it was great to speak to her all about injury. 
which has been a massive element with both of our journeys of sport and self-growth. I hope that you have the most lovely day wherever you are. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 